the heart of Shaja. This is Pulse 95. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. I'm chatting with Maria Fayez here. We're just about to go to air in the next hour with her, talking all about her journey into fitness. Uh, she used to be a social worker as well. And that gave her a lot of insight into people, how they think, how they feel, the anxiety, the depression that they feel. And so she went into fitness and she realized that getting fit, getting healthy is a great way to heal the mind and not just have a great body at the same time. So we're going to be talking to her in just a few moments here on Life Beats on Pulse95. It's a conversation you do not want to miss. That's coming up next. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Hello and welcome to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. I'm so pleased. Uh, that joining me in the studio right now is Maria Fayez. She is a fitness coach and somebody who is on a mission to get people to understand how uh, exercise can not only heal the body, but it can, in fact, heal the mind as well for a perfect mind-body balance. Hello and welcome, Maria. Thank you so much. So great to have you with us this morning uh, on Life Beats. Now, Tell us a little bit about you, uh, because you are not your normal fitness trainer. You have quite a background um, in social services, and this has actually really informed the way that you uh, practice and that you exercise now and how you deal with fitness and how you deal with your clients. Tell us a bit more about yourself. Yes. Hi, guys. My name is Maria Fayez, and uh, I'm a social worker and a fitness coach. So I'm from Sweden. And back home in Sweden, I used to work for the government in the social services. So I was helping a lot of people who was dealing with different kind of social problems. And uh, most of the people, they had um, some sort of um, mental health issues. And what I realized that a lot of those clients I had uh, were only uh, sitting at home. They were super depressed. They had a lot of anxiety. They were... Uh, they were only taking pills and not eating good. What kind uh, of issues were they facing? Um, some of them they had. Um, they were drug addicts. Mm. They were uh, alcoholics. Mm. Uh, they had been through a lot of violence. They grew up in families where uh, there was conflict. Yes, a lot of conflicts. Yeah. So. Uh, but most of the people, they were dealing with sort, some sort of mental health issue. So, uh, they, of course, they went to the doctor. The doctor just gave them some pills and that's it. But it didn't, it didn't work because pills is not going to heal you. It's not going to make you feel better. It's actually going to make you feel worse. So because I start, everybody just wants that quick fix, yeah, don't they? Exactly. They it's want that fix. way to just... just you know, push all of those troubles away. Yes. And sometimes we think a pill is going to do it and it's really not. Exactly. So I started to to write workout plans for my clients and uh, I so told them. Did yeah. you have, did you have a fitness background at that point? 
Uh, I was training myself that okay. time. So I wasn't like a kind of a trainer, but I was training myself. So uh, I started to uh, to write down workout plans and tell them what to eat and what not to eat. So uh, why I, did you think though? Why did you think at that point? Okay, the answer has got to be in food. It's got to be in exercise. It's got to be in fitness. What made you think that that would be a far more effective solution than what they were doing? Because training, exercising, and uh, eating good food is more natural, right? So taking pills and all that. Pills for me is only toxics. It's poison. You're destroying your body. You're not going to... You're not gonna heal your body or feel better when you're taking pills and taking uh, uh, tablets. We're living in a, a society that everything is all about money, mm-hmm. and we know that uh, people are making money from uh, from uh, destroying other people. Unfortunately, Mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah. And so, in terms of like how uh, you went about uh, designing these workouts and uh, designing these meal plans for. Uh, your clients how did you do that how did you go about doing that was it a, on a case-by-case basis or were there basics that you gave everybody to start on how did it work yeah I am um, of course I knew the uh, um, my clients history and background and um, I, I wasn't too hard on them like okay you have to go to the gym five times a week no I started to write a very like simple workout plan like Start only to move your body, take a walk in the nature, because in Sweden we have a lot of nature, forests and all that. So just start to take a walk, start with 15 minutes per day. And every week you increase your time. So then you go 20 minutes, then you go half an hour, and then you go 45 minutes and one hour. Walking. So Simple. Yes, simple walking. Yeah. And if you feel going to the gym, do that. But start to move your body. Move your, so the blood circulation also... And uh, yeah, you're gonna feel better. You're gonna boost this a lot of energy. You're gonna uh, feel better. You're gonna sleep better because most of the time, most of the time, they had so bad sleeping habits. They were sleeping maybe very late uh, in the midnight, or they were sleeping uh, early morning. Uh, Just completely the whole day erratic sleep patterns. Yeah, they had yeah exactly nothing consistent. Yeah. yeah, and most of the clients they had very bad habits. Bad eating habits, sleeping habits. Most of them didn't work at all, so they didn't have discipline in their life or wow. routines. Wow. So I helped them to get those routines and uh, be more uh, uh, disciplined. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting? Even though they might not be working, but for us uh, who do work, some of us have incredibly hectic schedules and we neglect ourselves in the same way yeah. as well. Yes. You know, we can be sitting at a desk job for you know 12 hours a day or whatever it is 9 10 12 hours a day yeah um and we neglect ourselves in the same way we forget to move we forget how important it is to get up and get moving for not just physically yeah for our mental health as well exactly and i was telling my client i was explaining that exercising is not only gonna uh, transform you physically your body it's also gonna transform your mind because fitness is for me it's not only how you look on the outside, it's how you look up in here in your mind. And it's an inside job. So you can find that uh, you can get a better health if you're also mastering your mind. Because in the fitness world, most of the time we're talking about how to master our bodies. But we never talk how we can master our minds. And everything starts in the mind, not in your body. 
Exactly. That's where it starts first because you can't change anything else. Exactly. If you can't change your mind exactly. first. Yes. I want to come back uh, with you in just a moment, uh, Maria, and ask you how they got affected. What was the change that we saw uh, with your clients, with these people that you were seeing, uh, and that how, how that, in fact, led you to your fitness career that you started since then and what you're doing with that now. Yes. You're listening to the Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 95. Heart of Shadow. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Getting into the discussion all about fitness and mental health with Maria Fayez. Uh, she is a fitness trainer here in the UAE, but with quite an interesting background um, of how she uh, found out that fitness and, uh, in fact, a really good diet can help uh, your mental well-being. Uh, Maria, you were talking about how you were a caseworker back in Sweden, Sweden, and um, something that you did uh, instead of uh, asking people to uh, take medication, you saw them taking medication, but you said, actually, go on a walk, go for a 15-minute walk, change your diet slowly. Um, and so I, I want to ask you about the kind of changes that you began to see in your clients. Yes, uh, first of all, I could see that they became more happy and uh, less stressed. And um, I could see because my clients, they used to complain all the time, especially parents. They used to complain, oh, my kids, I have to drop them to the school. I have to pick them up. I have to cook food. I have to do this and I have to do that. They were complaining all the time. So what I realized that they started to complain less really yes just you know without you having to say anything to them yes because uh i used to like follow up their journey uh, every week or every second week and um i could um, i could i could see the positive change in life and they also told me maria we feel so much better uh we can sleep better we're getting into better habits and uh, we feel less stressed it just, th these are all things, you know, without you saying to them, this is what's going to happen to you. This is just what uh, was apparent just from the the weekly catch-ups that you had with them. Yes. From the feedback that they gave you. Yes. And the, when I started to write down the workout plans and all that, I told them that I, I'm not going to force you. This is only a recommendation because you're going to feel the difference when you start to move your body. And when you're taking pills. Were they skeptical? Did they kind of look at you and go, I'm not really sure that this is going to make that much difference? Most of them were not motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to start to get into new habits. And uh, they were so like comfortable and stuck in their old bad habits. That can be the hardest thing though. Yes. Starting exactly something new and just thinking, oh. When exactly. am I going to find the time? How am I going to do this? This is too much for me. Yeah. And this is why why I wasn't too hard on them too. I told them just start to walk for 15 minutes and see the change. And start to eat more healthy food. And well, we all can define healthy food in a different way. But yeah. So uh, most of the 
most of them were also smoking a lot of cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. So they start to smoke less cigarettes. and Just uh, on their own. It wasn't... Yes, I was wow. pushing them all the time and motivating them all the time. If I didn't meet them, like, in a, I, like if they didn't come to my office, I called them on the phone. Guys, how, how is it going? Tell me about your uh, journey. How do you feel? And all that. I think it makes a real difference when you have somebody like you who cares. Yes. So much. Yes. Enough to follow up even outside of those face-to-face meetings that you would be calling them and talking to them. Yes. And finding out how they're feeling and what they're going through. And the... the the moment I realized that I'm having a really good impact on them was the day I quit my job. Tell us about that. A lot of clients, especially women, uh, they were crying a lot. Said, Maria, who's going to follow up our journey now? You're quitting your job. Wow. You, you're going to switch career and all that. Who's going to like follow up? I was like, now you know what's good for you and what's not good for you. So just keep going and do not ever uh, um, give up. Because you know what? Most of us uh, know what to do, but the real power comes in actually doing it. Exactly. Exactly. It's nothing, you know, having the right information about what to do. Exactly. And it's always hard for anyone to change their life, to get into new habits. We always like comfortable with our old habits and some of our habits are not good. Some are good. So to make a change in our life, it takes time, but we have to be committed and, and just do it, even if it's small steps yes, all the time. Yes. But when did you? Why did you decide to quit your job? Uh, like I said, um, I, I used to work for the government back home in Sweden for f- over four years, mm. and I was facing a lot of problems. I was working with people who was dealing with huge, massive problems in their life, and I started to feel depressed a little bit because I was only facing problems and helping people to make it positive change in life. I love to help people, but not under the government because mm-hmm. we have certain rules and uh, some... Um, I didn't like the way I was working and not for the government. I said to myself, uh, I need to find my passion and I need to see how I can help people in a different way because I still love to help people. This is, my, I, this is my passion. I love to help people. I love to see a positive change people i ha- love to help them to make a positive change in and life so this is how you got into fitness yes and then tell us yeah so i started to find out what's my passion what my passions are actually because i have different i have More a lot of one. passions <laughs> yes helping people fitness and yeah did you uh, like were you one of those people who sat down and did like a vision board no of all of these things so what did you do uh i started to read a book my friend, one of my best friends here in Dubai, she recommended me a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And I started yeah. to read this book. And then I I was actually laying on JBR Beach and I was by myself reading my book. And then I came to chapter seven in the book. And that day I took my decision. Okay, now I know what I want to do. And what was it? What What did you decide to set your sights on? Uh, I decided to never go back to a corporate job. Now I'm going to start my own business, my own brand. Uh, I'm going to help people in a different way. I'm going to stick to the fitness industry and uh, more than that too. Because I have a big goal in my life. And uh, yeah, that's it. Let's find out more about that next. We're talking to Maria Faez. Uh, She is a fitness trainer here in the UAE. And we are talking uh, mental health and how exercise can really make you feel good, not just look good, 
but feel good as well. I want to get your thoughts as well on the story that we uh, talked about earlier on Life Beats on uh, getting away from social media. The Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, says it's been freeing. I'm going to get Maria's thoughts on that next here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. 95. 95. Keeping it local. Keeping it local. All day, every day. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking fitness, talking health and well-being, particularly mental health, uh, with Maria Fay. She is in here in the studio. She is a fitness coach, um, and we're also talking about social media. We're going to get to that in just a moment because we did hear from. Uh, a news report that talked about how Meghan Markle, since uh, stopping her uh, social media accounts, uh, completely uh, deleting them since uh, January this year, she says that it's been a freeing experience. So we're going to get Maria's uh, take on that. But first, Maria, I want to talk about how you became a fitness coach and and what you do in your day-to-day practice. Okay, so uh, like I said before, I quit my job uh, as a social worker for the government in Sweden. Mm. I decided to switch career and focus on my passion. And uh, one of my passions is to help people, help people to make a positive change in their life. And uh, that's through training and fitness. So what I'm doing is uh, I don't call myself like a regular personal trainer because Yes, I help people to transform their body, but uh, I'm also focusing a lot on their mind and uh, the confidence and self-esteem because what I have seen most of my clients or like people overall, there's a, uh, some people have a lot of, has a lack of confidence, mm. lack of self-esteem. And I think it's so important to talk about it too and how you can grow in yourself and how you can become stronger mentally, not only physically. So when somebody comes to you and they want to work with you, what do you do with them that kind of helps them to specifically focus on that and to increase their confidence, uh, increase their mental uh, well-being? Uh, first of all, I think it's so important to have a good relationship with your client, mm-hmm. a professional good relationship, and to get to know who your client is. And uh, everyone is different, so uh, and everyone has a different story. So um, I love to hear people's stories because uh, we learn from each other. So once I get to know their background and their story, then I start to like help them in a different way and uh, tell me about some of the the stories of the people that you have helped for example i had um i was working out a girl she was very young back home in sweden how old was she 20 and uh, her situation was so unstable because she didn't know if she can stay in sweden or not she has been living in sweden for over 10 years but uh, uh, still, the Swedish government didn't give her the um, uh, residence. So uh, she told me that uh, I was. she was a bit shy, this girl. I tried to connect with her, but she still was a bit shy. And uh, I told her, you can be... Between me and you, there's no filter. You can say whatever you want. I'm never going to judge you. And you can feel cool and comfortable with, uh, comfortable with me so um, 
one day uh, we just started our session and she, she, I asked her, did you go to the school today? She said, no, I haven't been to school for a couple of days. And I asked her why. Uh, she said, um, I don't feel for going to school and um, uh, I feel alone. I said, okay, so you don't have any friends in school. Uh, what do you do when you go to the school? Expect the lessons and all that. She said, no, I don't have any friends. So I said, okay, how come? And she said, no one wants to be around me and I don't feel like being around people. And I said, how come? I try to ask her a lot of questions to get to understand why she doesn't want to be around people. And uh, she started to cry and she said, Maria, um, you don't know my real story. I said, okay, do you want to share your story with me? I can help you. I'm here for you. I'm going to listen to you. So we stopped working out. So I had like a, a what do you call, um, a coaching session with her for one hour. And she told me about her stepfather that he was abusing her sexually when she was 12 years old. Wow. And... Uh, the family was quite new in Sweden that time and uh, she told me when they moved from uh, South America to mm -hmm. Sweden, mm -hmm. her mom had to work her a lot, 24 hours to get money to feed her kids. So uh, her stepfather didn't work, only her mother worked. And, and that caused a lot of problems at home. Yes. Wow. So her mom worked as a cleaner. And uh, if you are a cleaner in Sweden, you don't get a lot of money. So yeah. she had to work 24 hours to, wow. yeah, because they were three kids and she was the oldest one. And back uh, that time she was 12. And uh, she told me that uh, every night her fa stepfather came into their room and yeah. uh, he was abusing her. Wow. And uh, she couldn't stop crying. And uh, she said uh, that no one knew about my story i couldn't even tell my mom she was so she felt she felt so embarrassed and ashamed so one uh, one day um her mom saw her smoking cigarettes because to like uh, get rid of her anxiety and depression she started to mm. smoke and uh, drink alcohol so uh, and she was so young so her mom was so mad at her she said oh, how can you smoke and drink alcohol you're too young you don't do this yeah, it's not it's good for you yeah. yeah of course so um they went back to the school and uh, the mother talked to the school about her daughter that she's smoking and i need your help and uh, so uh, one of the teachers started to talk to her and uh, she shared her story that uh, i don't feel okay at home my stepfather is yeah. It's treating me Things really bad. Are, yeah, wrong at home, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The story came out and uh, he... The end of the story is like he went to the jail and um, they separated her mother and her father and uh, after that she has some trust issues mm. and uh, she, uh, she has problems to connect with wow. people. Wow. She want to stay away from people because very difficult she, after that yeah. experience of course, of course so i start to like uh, talk to her in a different way and i gave her a lot of uh, uh, positive uh, um, uh, uh, positive guidance and uh, i lifted her up a lot and uh, it was just uh, i could see the difference in her because wow. she was not used to talk to people in that way uh, in a coaching way if you know what i'm saying yeah and so how did that then change her? How did she change? Uh, she she was less tensed. 
because when I met her, she was shy. She was a little bit tensed and she was less tensed. And mm. uh, she started to ask me a lot of questions. Yeah, she wanted to hear my opinions all the time and my advice. And yeah. And then you gave her an exercise program as well to help yes. her in her body. And how did that change her? Yes, uh, she became more stronger. Yeah. Not only physically, mm-hmm. uh, also mentally. Wow. And uh, she started to open up more. She started to be more confident. And she told me, Maria, because this was the first time she stepped into a gym. So I was training her for two months. And then I have to, had to leave Sweden and go back to Dubai. But still now I'm following up all the time how it goes wow she feels so more confident she feels so much stronger and uh, she's more secure she was a bit insecure before and um, she told me that uh, i'm gonna open up my own business now Uh, i'm gonna open up a cafe she wants to open up a bakery yeah it's incredible Yeah, the changes. So, yeah, I'm so proud of her. I it's not her. it's not just a little thing. Yeah. This can transform a life. Exactly. And what you're doing is you're not just prescribing exercise, but you're there you're you're a listening ear. You are there uh you know for your clients to talk through issues as well. Exactly. Because oftentimes we didn't get to this we're going to get to this in the in the next uh, segment. Oftentimes uh it's just like okay, here here's an exercise program, just go do it. This many reps, you're done. Yeah. Actually, but there's a lot more to yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't than work that. like this. Yes, doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk to Maria a bit more in just a moment about social media as well. Uh, and uh, today we've got a brand new show starting from two o'clock. We're going to be hearing from the man himself behind that, Omar Al Busaidi. That's going up next on Life Beats here on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse ninety five. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Yeah, last couple of moments with Maria Fayez. She is here and we're talking uh, mental health and how exercise uh, and fitness can really transform your life. It doesn't just make you look good, but it can make you uh, feel uh, mentally. uh, It can transform you. It can make you feel... Uh, so much better about yourself, about who you are, change your mind uh, and accomplish and achieve so much more. Now, um, a topic that's in uh, the headlines at the moment, Maria, is all about social media. Uh, Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, is talking about how it's been freeing for her because she had to give up social media after she got engaged to Prince Harry uh, back in January, uh, late last year. Um, So what are your thoughts on that? Social media, particularly when it comes to mental health, how we feel about ourselves how young people feel about themselves well uh, regarding social media in general social media is very good but social media is also bad if you use it in a really bad way and uh, when it comes to fitness uh, what i've seen on social media that uh, a lot of people are adding value in other people's life and they are doing a really good job But on social media, what we can see is a lot of obscene pictures that's focused on certain part of the body, especially when it comes to women. Mm. And sometimes those kind of pictures can have a really bad effect on other people, especially other women. Men do that as well. But on, uh, um, you never know that the pictures you see on 
on social media is real or not. And uh, we know that a lot of people, they're using uh, Photoshop, they are using, um, they are like, uh, um, um, their picture is not real. We can see that. You definitely put your pictures up. They're, yeah. they're all definitely real. Yeah, they're my pictures are real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what I mean with a bad effect on teenagers is that like, uh, we, older generation, uh, older generation has to be a good role model for the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And if we posting a lot of pictures like this, we're going to affect the teenagers in a bad way because... The teenagers gonna think like, okay, I have to look like this to be accepted in the society and to get attention and to uh, like it, yeah, to be accepted and get attention and to be more secure. Okay, so I have to look in a certain way so people uh, gonna like me or so I can get likes on social media or uh, followers. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because uh, we did talk about the story earlier and Mario texted in saying, um, I'm sick of hearing about how bad social media is. We can't get rid of it. Uh, everybody is on social media these days. Uh, we just have to find the right way to live with it. But to your point as well, um, uh, Maria, uh, that this is something that it does affect young people. So it's up to us to kind of set the right example uh, somebody who's big on social media as well is uh, the one and only. He's here in the studio. I'm one of us, Aidi. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Hello. Good <laughs> oh to my have God. you. Oh my God. It sounds amazing, like listening to myself again, <laughs> listening to my own voice. <laughs> Can I just say, <laughs> hi, Omar? Hey, what's up? Duh. I'll let you have a moment okay. of yourself. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're somebody who is on social media quite yeah. a lot. What do you think about that? You know, driving up to Sharjah here with Maria this morning, one of the things that I said to Maria is that the difference between the real world and the virtual world now is that, for example, if I said to her, if I sit with you in the car right now and I say something bad or whatever or good, only you and I, it's between you and us. But when it's social media, like now if I put it on my 25,000 followers, then there are 25,000 people. So it's it's a multiplier effect. That's the thing about social media. So yes, uh, Mario's right. I like the message. Yes, everybody's on it now. But then we all have to understand now that there's like, it's almost like two rule books of life. There is that book that we were all taught about how we should be living, etc., etc. But there also is another one, which, which, which literally should be about social media. Because today, if I put my a combined... Uh, following across all my channels between Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, it's over 60,000. Mm-hmm. So exactly. that is a lot of people to be following like one person. Even if you have 500, it's a lot of people. Right. Because how many times are you surrounded by 500 people? You know, it's already overwhelming. So this is the thing that people should understand. And you have to have, you know, this this thing in your head where you control yourself because there's a multiply effect when you're doing something on social media. Yeah. Uh, so be careful of what you put out there as well. Um, but it does affect us, even if you're not putting out anything at all. Absolutely. It's like, you know, when you see other people posting, I, I know that you've had those feelings sometimes. Oh, yeah. Seeing um, some, you know, very ripped people posting yes. some photos of I themselves. I have said that. And actually, uh, the other thing I got a chance to do with Maria this weekend is to take her to the place that I work out. I showed her the gym and I told her, the reason it's an executive exclusive gym is there's never more than two people working out 
in the place, like two or three people. It's always really? almost empty. I swear, you feel like it's your own personal gym, like so you own the space. Because you don't want to be watched. I don't know. Forget I don't want to be watched. I don't want to see all the ripped people <laughs> that I see and I go to other gyms. I'm like, okay, uh, <coughs> you feel like you don't belong there. You're not self-conscious because at actually, all. Actually, if you notice something, all the ripped people hang out with ripped people. I have never seen someone who's not ripped that hangs out with someone who's have you noticed? Maybe they're being trained. Whether it's between men or women, people. they're always they're like, "Oh, hey, let's like you know," and then they post pictures and then they put the hashtag and they say like you know, squad goals <laughs> right. or friend goals. Wallah, uh, uh, seriously, and <laughs> even do. couple. So then you're like, okay, <laughs> what's so funny, Maria? Right? <laughs> I have it's never true, actually, but I have never seen a picture of like, for example, myself and Maria on her account. <laughs> I think you will be very because soon. it's always Maria and everybody else that looks like Maria and I'm like okay well. we have to see we have to see what's on the camera actually I I'm stopped work. I stopped posting those pictures so I'm going to work really hard and then hopefully I will I'll have the honor but you know what but you know what um, you know before we end the conversation because we're very very quickly running out of time yes um, we have to talk about your show yes ladies and gentlemen Today is the day, finally. Uh, Pulse95 <laughs> is going to be... Complete. Complete. I Oh, <laughs> wow, I like that. No, but uh, but today is the day where... we've been talking about it for a while. We have. You've been away. Finally, you're back. Yes, everybody remembers that I had Sally Musa with me on the show on Morning Majlis. Yep. And uh, we started a great run, but now... Uh, we're going to start my own show called Future Talk. I love the name. It's going I to love be, it. Isn't it really cool? And it's all about what you love the most. Who came up with the name? The fu- You did. Uh, thank you. The oh, man who really? comes up with the oh, best I, names. I didn't know. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to make sure. So, yes, uh, it's the, the show starts. It's five days a week, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. So make sure you tune in today. Um, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to start with wrapping up everything that happened during Jitex, which was one of the biggest events that happened in the country, and everything with the latest in technology, the trends, who's hot, who's not, and what uh, jobs are going to be taken over and what jobs are being created, and also the Jitex future stars. Hmm, did they take the name from us, future? Or is it just <laughs> coincidence? Pure coincidence, of course. <laughs> so it's called um, the Jitex Future Stars. I'm going to tell you who won, why they won, and what they're going to be doing next. So uh, stay That's tuned. From 2 o'clock, guys. 2 p.m. Stay tuned. I want you all to text in your questions, your comments. It's only and a couple of hours away. Before your show, of course. Exactly. We do have Afternoon Karak with uh, 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 Abdul Karim. He is going to be doing his show from 1. Yes. 1 to 2. And then you're straight after Abdul Karim. Yeah. Brilliant. So I'm going to be sitting over here Loving it. with my laptop that says everything cool about like, you know, oh, uh, no, it says like <laughs> consciousness is cute. Well, uh, um, Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for having me and, today. And uh, I can't wait for your show, Ahmad. Uh, but that's it for Life Beats today with me, Sally Musa. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we did talk about uh, representation. We're going to be meeting a woman who is walking New York Fashion Week shows at the age of 54. Yes, this is happening. It at is 54? A, at fi- she's a stunning-looking woman. Uh, it's a really exciting change. Carolyn uh, Laboucher is going to be here. And as well, oh, wow. Sabrina Salhi, uh, she is the uh, founder of Unveil DXB. She's a woman who's got a brand-new way 
uh, for women in the UAE to let their hair down in the halal way. Wow. Is that, uh, ooh, is that Elon Musk's mom, by the way? No, no, <laughs> no. Because she's like a model. That's, that's May Musk. Yes, exactly. There's a whole big movement around it. We're going to be talking about that and a lot more. Have a fantastic day. See you tomorrow. And stay tuned for, for the shows this afternoon. You're listening to Pulse 95. Keeping it local, all day, every day.